You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back to A Little Bit Better, the podcast. I'm your confidence coach and host, Chris Whale. Today I have joining me, Chanel Bartholomew, who is a mom of three beautiful girls, a certified health coach, a Ritz-Carlton award-winning registered massage therapist and personal trainer. She is your vitality coach. Fun fact, Chanel and I both received our health coach certification at the same school that we met about a year later. So welcome, Chanel. Thank you so much for joining me. Why don't you go ahead and expand a little bit about you? Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for having me. Very excited. It's so funny that we went to the same school and we had no idea until we met. And we're like, wait, I'm getting a vibe. <laughs> yeah, our messaging was so in sync that I was like, I love mm. it. <laughs> so a bit about me. So yes, I have three daughters, one of which right now is three months old. So I'm doing the crazy busy mama thing. One is seven, one is about to be four. And I started out as a registered massage therapist and then became a personal trainer and working with my clients, working with them literally in the most intimate, intimate of settings and trying to help them with more than just physical pain and also seeing where physical pain was coming from, the stresses in their life, their nutrition, their mindset that made me decide to become a health coach. So that's how I dove in and I saw a need. I saw a need for moms like me who um, who needed some help. They needed a leg up. So I was kind of the person I was looking for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in my life. You go into coaching usually because you're, you're coaching yourself part of the time and then 100%. you're like, so many people need this. So that was, that was me. That was my story. And I always grew up pretty active, pretty physical, being really in tune with my body was something that I grew up with, but I did lose touch with that um, when mm. I became a mom. Yeah. And I needed to get back in touch with that. So that has been my journey to through coaching and also just as a human being, <laughs> as a mom with yeah. kids wanting to feel her best. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I especially like that you pointed out that coaches go into coaching because it's what they need. I think sometimes people who are new to coaching, there can be a little bit of an intimidation factor thinking, oh, coaches have it all figured out. And the reality is that we don't, or we just have a little bit more figured out only because we were where they are, you know, and we were once there and, and we joined it because of the need to, you know, help our own selves. And then I got into life coaching and health coaching because of the need in my own life and then became so obsessed with it that I was like, I need to help everybody else too. You know, absolutely. Yeah. It's a need to like keep growing and keep leveling, leveling up. Yeah. It, it starts from that desire to help people, but also that desire to build the life that you dream of. Yeah. And you just like, you live it and you feel that you're in such a better place and why wouldn't you want to bring others with you? Right yeah. Now? Yeah. And you have tools to actually make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I have been hoping to have you on here for a long time, but as you mentioned, you have a three month old, so I was <laughs> trying to give you a little space with that. So I love your Instagram bio because mm -hmm. front and center says vitality coach, seeker of energy. And I just think this is so powerful and it just excites me reading it. So what is a vitality coach? Yeah, I actually thought I came up with the term. 
was like, yes, this is what I am. Health coach is what I do. But because I also have a background as a massage therapist, I kind of see the body differently than I think a lot of coaches do. I have this really innate and deep connection with the anatomy and the biology of it. And then as a personal trainer, kind of understanding the mechanics of movement. So really what I wanted to help people with was bringing all three of my expertise together and helping them get the energy that they need to really level up in their life, to focus on their health, to focus on their life, what they want, to make themselves a priority again, because we get lost and taking care of everyone else. And the word vitality for me has always really had a deep connection. I couldn't really put my finger on it. Even when I was doing private massage therapy, my business was vitality, massage and fitness. It just has such life and energy to it and color. And it was all the things that I wanted for myself and and for my clients. A vitality coach helps you really level up. And I'm happy to do that with all of my clients. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I I was going to say when you were talking about all your qualifications and your career path, they really do marry so beautifully and and they really do make sense. And I'm I'm sure, you know, sometimes we go on this journey and then we look behind us and we realize these things that we built and and started gravitating towards do have some purpose that intuitively we may not have been able to see it when we started, but together so beautifully. And I truly believe it's such a mind body connection. You can't have a healthy mind without a healthy body and vice versa. It's really important we take care of both. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk more about energy. I feel like energy is... I think people kind of look at it as a side dish rather than the main course. And I wanted to pick your brain on that to see why you think that is, like why we we discredit the energy that we feel in our lives, in our bodies, instead of focusing on it. Yeah. So I think it's two parts. I think one is we've grown up in a time where everything is about like grind and push and no sleep and sleep when Mm -hmm. you're dead. And this idea of being perpetually exhausted and tired has almost become normal. Yeah, like um, a badge of honor so, sometimes. Yeah, so people are like, oh, it's okay if I'm tired. No, whatever. Grab something to eat, grab yeah. a coffee, an energy drink, a shot, whatever. And even as mothers, like, oh yeah, you're like, you're supposed to be exhausted. That's just, it's just what it is, right? Yeah. And that's really not what it is. We've just, we've grown up with this really messed up narrative. And also I think energy has taken a backseat because of the health and fitness industry, which puts such a huge spotlight on weight as the predictor of like health. (laughs) And it's not, it's absolutely not. And that was something I struggled with for a long time before I could call myself a coach because I, my, my goal wasn't to like lose weight, get thin. Like that wasn't my thing. It didn't resonate with me as a girl. I grew up, I'm, I'm African American. My background is Trini. I grew up, I'm short. I'm five foot two, but I'm a little curvy. Um, so like <laughs> fitting into the size zero or size two yeah. didn't work for my body. And the idea of just being tiny for tiny sake didn't resonate with me. I wanted to be strong and confident. So connecting health to weight didn't really it didn't fire me up, but I think the media really connects like weight loss and this grind of being tired all the time. But I think it's the total opposite. I think you could be zero or a size 20 and be wicked strong and confident and healthy. But the energy behind that is the key. The energy to do the things you want, to create that life you want, to go after your business, to show up as super mom for your kids, that all stems from your energy. So, and that is the main focus. Once you 
have that energy, you can make yourself the priority and you can show up better for every other part of your life. Yeah, I love that. It, it's so true. Women battle, even the strongest people have body image issues, even people that you may look at as having this perfect body, you know, and it's really mm-hmm. such a sad product of our society. I love this movement of trying to embrace your body and love it for what it is, regardless of the size. So long as you can move, you know, you feel strong in it and you feel good in it because that's really what it's all about. I mean, who has time or wants to spend the negative energy worrying about a number on a scale when, you know, it's, that's a distraction, I think. And and it just takes you out of living a better life because you're focusing on a negative thing, something that's causing you stress that really doesn't need to, if you can shift your mind and your habits to living a life that, that serves you better within your vessel. right? Yeah. And habits is the key, right? Like, so healthy habits, you can, like you said, you can be any size and what you do daily is what's going to build your life. So those habits that you intertwine with your day, with your week, with your month, the, the habits that you have for your mental clarity, the habits that you have in terms of eating and sleeping, and even what you consume, what you're, what you're putting into your head, what you're listening to, what you're watching, all of those things build a healthy life, not just the number on the scale. Yeah, I love that you said that, what you consume, and then right away said what you put in your head, because consume, people think food, you think beverage, and yeah. so much more goes into your body. It's the thoughts that you allow, and the, and like you said, like, what are you listening to? What are you reading? Who are you listening to? Yeah. In addition to physically, what food, what fuel are you putting in your body? That's really powerful. So Chanel, when I speak with other people, especially moms, and I'm sure you get this too, what do they say? They say, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. But how do you actually get a measure on your energy level? Yeah. So it's completely individual. It has to do with each person. I always have them check for those energy crashes through their day. I think it's kind of universal. If you're working that kind of nine to five life at 2 PM, you're about to hit your (laughs) desk. Like your head is slumping. It's the after lunch, like energy crash. You need to grab a coffee. So I have people really listen to their bodies. It's really checking into if they're feeling like they can get through the day, if they feel like they need a pick me up in terms of like a snack or a drink or a nap, even if they can't get through their day, paying attention to their hunger fullness, but also paying attention to those crazy cravings that come out of the blue. That could be a good predictor of energy and energy crashes. And just how are they showing up in their life? Are you actually able to do the the things you want to do? Like, yeah, I want to go do this after work, or I want to take the kids out here, but you just can't, like you just can't muster up the energy to, and you're done at the end of the day. When you're starting to feel like that, then that's a good indicator that maybe you need to work on your energy. You kind of brought it full circle to something you said earlier, where we, especially women and mothers, I think we feel like you're just supposed to be tired and you're supposed to run yourself ragged for your family and feel this way. And yeah, being aware of your energy lets you look at that and look at all the habits and and why you're doing all those things and, and how they make you feel and reconsider if you really have to accept that that's what your life is like. And absolutely. uh, You're almost being a rebel by not accepting that as the status quo. Yes. I love it. That's awesome. (laughs) Rebel health. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So where are the key areas? Like the, I guess the common, the main areas where these energy drains usually show up for most people? Yeah, absolutely. In what we're eating. So we definitely have to look at 
food and drink, the nutrition, what you're putting into your body. Like I said, if you're getting energy crashes, if you're lethargic an hour after you eat a meal or 30 minutes after you eat a meal, chances are that wasn't the best for you. And it might be different for everybody, right? It's not the standard like healthy meals that always do it. So just paying attention to your body, looking at how often are you moving your body? Very often we feel tired and sluggish when we're not moving enough, you know, sitting at a desk for too long, you start to feel tired and sluggish. So making sure that we're getting that energy by actually moving our body movement is so important in actually creating the energy in ourselves. And another thing to look at, I think is really important is like, how much fun are you having? Like how much passion is in your life? Most of us are, we get tied up in the everyday runnings of things. And I think interjecting some passion back into your life. So either the hobbies or the things you like to do, maybe you were creative or a collector. If you're not able to do any of those things that kind of light that fire, even even like with your relationship, if you're not able to do things that kind of light you up, then you're really going to feel kind of down in the dumps, tired, lethargic. So really finding passion, working on your movement and definitely sleep too. Yeah, those are all amazing, uh, amazing tips. And I love the the passion and joy one, because I think especially again, I keep going back to this, but as a mother, we often just fall into this, you know, put ourselves last. And, mm-hmm. but really it's the opposite because when you are so drained and feeling miserable and passionless and not feeling a lot of joy, that's your own personal joy that lights you up. It's hard to show up and be the best person and be an example of that for your kids. You know, you don't, if we want our kids to have a great and better life, you know, we need to show them how we took care of ourselves. And I think that when we insert the joys into our lives that really feel joyful for us as individuals, we're demonstrating that to our kids. And we're also, we're going to be coming from a, like approaching every area in our life in a better way because we're in a better place now. <laughs> but so it's like this ironic battle that we feel like if we do things for ourselves, we're less, but really if we do things for ourselves, I think we show up more and we show up better. Absolutely. Yeah. We definitely show up better when you just, you feel good. Like you feel that you're, you're keeping your promises to yourself. You're really living your truth. And the, really our kids do, they mimic us. They do what they mm-hmm. see. We can tell them all we want about confidence, about self-love, about taking care of themselves. But if they don't really see us modeling it, it's not going to happen. So, you know, the do as I say, not as I do, doesn't really, doesn't really work anymore. (laughs) It's really practice what you preach and showing up as that level A version of yourself is going to help in every area of your life. Yeah, that's so good. So tell me, how does energy actually connect with body image, with confidence, with how you are in your life and how you show up? Yeah, they're intertwined. It's like a rope. They're constantly intersecting and crossing and they can make each other stronger or weaker. The way you feel about your body, I think, is really connected to your energy, how you live your life. And that stems from your belief in how your body feels and what it looks like. We're constantly being bombarded, obviously, by social media about what our bodies should look like, what our hair should look like, what our shape should be. And I think that can really drain your energy. That can, yeah. that's a huge energy suck. Sometimes we need breaks from social media just to keep your like mental state intact, just to keep that confidence up. I always tell people if it's, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no, right? That's, so right. that's if, my motto too. <laughs> right. So if you're looking at something and you're not like, yes, like if it, and that goes for social media as well. If you're looking at things and if you're hearing things and if you're seeing things and it's not making you feel good, if it's not making you be like, yes, hell yes. Um, then it's a no. Then that means like block, delete, 
don't even follow because the way we think about ourselves, unfortunately, is largely a part of what's getting projected at us all Mm. the time. So I want to change that. I want to change that narrative. I want that to come from within. Like you are worthy, you are capable, you are enough, you have inherent value just as you are today now. And wanting to have better health or change your body doesn't have to come from a place of not liking yourself or hating yourself, that can actually be the ultimate show of Mm self-love. Knowing that you can do more, you can be better. You just need a kick in the butt. Like you just need a little help. You need some accountability. Body image and energy, they go hand in hand. And I think once you start to wrap your head around your own unique needs, your own unique needs for nourishment and for your mind, that all changes. Your energy can soar through the roof and you feel great in your skin. You just feel confident. You also hit on another, sometimes our energy is drained from things like social media. And I definitely have times where even though I use it as my business tool, that I just feel that it is a bit of an energy drain for me. I've become aware of when I need to just back off a bit. And, you know, I've seen others and a lot of my clients, they struggle and with the body image part because of what they're seeing on social media. And they see people rocking bikinis and even throughout this pandemic lockdown life, you know, there's been different camps of people, people who have been stuck at home without a lot of responsibilities and are baking bread and working out three times a day, you know, and then there's a group of people who are overwhelmed trying to be teacher, be parent, be housekeeper, whatever their career was, you know, and, and so this is one thing I've noticed is the social media is having a lot of negative effects on some, probably many people, but in my lane, of work. I see that a lot of people are feeling a lot less than when they see all these other things that people are are achieving on social media. And that is like a really hot tip, but then people feel FOMO if they're not on it. And and again, it's just, it's about recognizing what that energy feels like for you. And if it's not working for you, and if you're thinking you're not enough and including your physical body, that's something that it's a good thing to step away from. Yeah. You definitely need to take social media breaks every now and then and just see how you feel, see how you feel without the phone in your hand, see how you feel when you're not looking at all of that. I think it's so important that you take those breaks, you kind of reassess where you're going, what you're doing. Like you said, sometimes there's FOMO. I think we did start this pandemic with kind of like the people who were doing everything and you felt bad if you weren't like starting a side hustle and baking bread all the time. Mm -hmm. And then you felt bad if maybe you gained some weight, but then you also felt bad if you weren't like homeschooling like a pro and going on these like awesome, (laughs) making these activities for your kids. And I think it just has to come back down to like, I know myself, I know my body, this is what I need. And this is what I can do. Like giving yourself a little grace. This is my threshold right now. This is my capacity right now. I I can't do everything for everyone or I, I can't, I'm not trying to live up to someone else's standard. And you have to remember that like usually social media is the highlight reel. So that is the best like 30 second clip Mm -hmm. of their day. You mentioned habits. So let's dive into that one. It's a juicy one. Habits can sound so boring, but they are so effective. And so tell me your take on habits and why you think habits are so essential to living the best life for yourself. Yeah. Habits are huge. That's habits are what we do every single day, which is what creates our life. So as like you said, it sounds so boring to be like, just work on your habits. But (laughs) really at the core of everything we do is habit. You know, what you do automatically 
is what sets your life up. You wake up, you brush your teeth. It becomes a habit. It's so ingrained in your psyche, in your brain. There's a literal pathway, right? So what you do is incredibly important for building that amazing life. So with habit, I always have my clients start small, something little they can implement. It doesn't need to be, let's change everything all at once. That usually doesn't work. That leads to the crash. That leads to the, you know, the guilt. And then that leads to that wicked cycle that they're Mm -hmm. still in. So starting really small, making them easy, making, removing the barriers, setting up their environment for success. And that's both internal environment with food, drink, what you put in and external environment, right? Having someone to hold you accountable, like we said, can change the game. That can be something really huge and really being realistic about the time commitment you're willing to put Mm -hmm. in. And I think that kind of connects to the belief that we have, that we can actually be this better version of ourselves. And then layering that habit on top of something that we already do daily. Mm -hmm. So again, piggybacking them on things that we do naturally. That's kind of like the bulk of what I try and do for my clients in terms Mm -hmm. of getting these new habits to stick. And once these new habits are in play, once they become the new automatic habit, they don't have to think about them anymore. Mm -hmm. It just becomes what they're doing. And then we can layer on kind of those higher level things that's really going to take them to feeling absolutely amazing, to changing their health or changing their blood sugar and making them really feel amazing. You mentioned about being aware of the time that it's going to take. This world we live in of instant gratification often means that, you know, you have a desire, a dream, and you really want it badly. And it's not who you already are. It's not your current habits or Mm -hmm. within your current habits. And so as soon as you decide you want it, you want it now, right? But it's such a battle of willpower and willpower is finite. And so that's why I think the self-help industry is so massive because people want a better life and they try, but they want it now. And then they fail because how you just said, if it's not a habit, it doesn't become automatic. And so it's really hard to stick to it. Such a big component is being aware of the time and being willing to invest that time in yourself and say, okay. And so I love how you talk about layering the habit and one at a time on something you already do because it truly is a way to set yourself up for success by not reinventing the wheel, but just little by little inserting it. You know, you see these people who have felt like they've been stuck in the same place for a decade and you're like, okay, well, you can get out of there in a year, you, you, you know, you can go from A to B, whatever your goal is. It may take you six months or nine months or 18 months. And that feels long, but when you don't do it that way, you might go another 10 years and realize, oh my goodness, you know, I still haven't gotten to where I want to go. And so that ability to just uh, pull back and be patient with yourself and your journey is so key and it's so hard, but, you know, back to vitality and energy, as you do that little step-by-step, you will be building your energy and feeling that vitality of seeing your progress, even though it may feel small, it'll be way bigger in the end, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, we're a society of instant gratification. And instant gratification is that like ping of like serotonin and dopamine in your brain. It's Mm -hmm. literally like the chemicals that we're dealing with. So having that visual tracker and really celebrating those little wins, those are going to keep you going. Because like you said, motivation and willpower, they will fade. But your habits, what you do consistently, that can make a huge difference. And I think people, they forget that thoughts are habits too. The way we think about ourselves, Mm -hmm. the way we think about our world, the way we think about what 
quote unquote, being healthy looks like or is, those are habits too. And we can change those too. And when you change your thoughts, that that's the whole game. You can change anything. That's right. Change your thoughts, change your life, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Okay. So tell me what's one thing that someone can do today right now to increase their energy. So something that is fun is power posing. Have you ever done power posing? There's certain (laughs) poses that just bring kind of confidence and breath and energy to our bodies. So one of them is like the Wonder Woman, like the Superwoman pose, like stand up, hands on hips, chest up. Another one is, I think it's called the CEO pose where you lean back on your desk with your hands like (laughs) intertwined behind your head, your fingers, and you're like feet up on the desk. It's kind of like a power pose, like you feel really strong. And another one is kind of just the outstretched kind of arms in a V head up if you can do it outside towards the sun and just really take a good deep breath that's instantly going to bring your mood up bring your energy up and it feels really good to just move oh i love (laughs) this i am going to strike a power pose after (laughs) after this recording that's awesome i love it Mm -hmm. so tell me how do you if somebody wants to work with you how what does it look like yeah so i have really three ways i have small group coaching. Um, I have the VIP one-on-one and I have an online course that's designed to help everyone conquer their cravings when cravings is that one big thing that's standing in your way. But essentially it's either 90 days or six months. So three months or six months. And it's a tailored program. There are things that I like to dive into, but each session goes where it needs to go. Once you find out where they're struggling, what roadblocks they have, we can figure out a way that they can work through those and figure out a plan for the rest of their life. So it's not a quick fix. It's not a fad diet. It's about them learning to listen closely to their body that they can tweak these tools for like forever for the rest of their life. So they can always kind of recalibrate and make sure that they're feeling really good. Oh, that's, that sounds very powerful. You know, just having the structure and having somebody to support you. A lot of times we know what to do, but it doesn't mean we can do it or that we feel we are able to take the first steps and action those things. And so, you know, a day goes by a week, a month, a year, a decade, and you're still sitting there in these unhealthy habits, even though you know, oh, I should drink more water. Oh, I should move. But just having somebody help you structure it in a way that works for you is really that support, that pillar of support and accountability and empowerment, I think that can help you actually have success with that. So I think that sounds like powerful programs that you have. Yeah. Accountability is huge because like you said, even as coaches, we don't have it all figured out. I think most of us do our best work when we're showing up for somebody, when it's like, I have an appointment, I got to be there. Or you really want to pull someone in and go on a journey with them. Accountability is huge. So the structure of the program has me in the coaching role, but every time I coach someone, I learn a little bit about me too. I'm always Mm -hmm. learning and learning what works better for people, really connecting with them on their level, where they are now, seeing what really works for their actual life is so important in the program. Yeah, I love that. So Chanel, how can people contact you or find more out about you? Yeah, so I am usually hanging out on Instagram. <laughs> so you can find me at Mrs. Chernell. So M-R-S-C-H-E-R-N-E-L-L. I am there. Definitely join my newsletter. So head over to my website, vitalitymovement.com. So V-I-T-A-L-I-T-Y-M-V-M-T. 
com. Join the newsletter there. And while you're there, you can actually sign up for a free discovery call, a breakthrough session where we can dive into some roadblocks really quickly. But those are the ways to contact me and you can email me as well through the website. That way you can see what I'm doing. You can check out what the programs are all about. And the newsletter is going to be every week and you get tips. We get like real life strategies on what to do for self-care, for energy. And it's really fun kind of interacting with everybody there. So that's, those are the best ways to reach me. Amazing. And I will put all of Chanel's info into the show notes. So thank you, Chanel, so much for joining me today. This was such a fun and awesome conversation. I really appreciate you coming and spending the time here. Thank you so much. It was fun. I will come back anytime. And I just want everybody to really remember that life is a marathon. So it's about those tiny moments of progress and not perfection. So I love to say progress over perfection every damn day. And you know what? You can still eat the damn cake too. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Go strike your power pose, eat your cake, celebrate your progress and have the best day you can being a little bit better. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at a littlebitbetter.ca. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.